Today's episode is specifically for coaches, consultants, and private practitioners who maybe you're thinking, you know, I've been in business for a while now and I've had some success. I'm making some money, but oh my goodness, what used to work isn't working now. Or maybe you're feeling like mm, you've hit a wall. Well, in this episode, with the help of my special guest, we're going to give you some strategies to break through that wall so that you can work less and earn more. Welcome to the Grow Equation Business Podcast dedicated to helping business owners explode their profits while gaining more free time for the things that they love. Hi, I'm your host, Diana Lidstone, and I've been an entrepreneur for, I hate to say it, more than 40 years helping coaches, consultants, and private practitioners get known, ramp up their profits, optimize their resources to build a well-oiled business machine so that they can, as I said, work less and earn more. So if you're ready, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, podcast listeners, let me ask you a few questions. Have you ever felt like, you know, I've got some success in my business, but what was working before isn't, and I don't know why. Or maybe you're saying to yourself, oh, if just more people knew about me. If that sounds familiar and you feel like you've hit a wall, with the help of my guest here, Sarah Hips, we're going to give you some strategies to break through so you can get known and get hired. Welcome, Sarah, to the Grow Equation Business Podcast, and I'm so excited. Thank you so much for coming to the show and sharing a bit of your magic with our listeners today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. So I'm not going to read a bio. I figure my guests can, you know, tell it better than I can. So tell the listeners a little bit about what you do, how long you've been in business and that sort of thing. So yeah, I'm a performance and opportunity coach simply means that I help clients discover opportunities for growth in their life and that I help them discover their power via self-awareness, be able to tap into it at any time and really just own who they are. I have actually been in business officially since January of 2022. I began taking clients probably, I want to say July of 2021. I used to be a personal trainer. So I was kind of slow rudder turning the business online and with clients and and around June, I said, you know what? This is what we're doing. We're going to step fully back from personal training. We're going to get like one or two clients, see what we can do for free and kind of see if we actually can do this. And then, yeah, I went official in January. Awesome. So you went all in. I love that. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, in your coaching business today, who are your ideal clients? Could you describe who they are? Because maybe there's some of them listening here today. Yes, absolutely. So I've struggled with, if I work with men or women, I do work with both. I predominantly do work with men. And honestly, my ideal client is a person who is decisive, who understands that it is more efficient to outsource certain things so that they can make better decisions be more successful, have a fuller life, and that they may not know or see all the paths possible to make that happen faster. I typically work with VPs, SVPs, C-suite, which I love because again, that group tends to be that decisive group. But with my opportunity coaching, I do work with people all across the spectrum because it's really just helping people begin that journey of self-awareness. With my performance coaching, it is more of, I'm aware that I'm not aware of some things and I want to get good fast, right? And so I tend to work with people who 
can be a little more realistic, a little more brash. I can give some tough love. So typically people who, (laughs) people who can receive that lovingly, I tell all my clients whenever I'm on judgment free zone. And so whenever they're hesitating to share something, I say this with all the love, I do not care. And that's kind of the best client for me. Someone who is going to show up, who will follow through, who understands that putting the work in on themselves will inherently make them better in their business, in their family, in their health, whatever it may be. Cool. I love that. I think maybe that's why you and I resonated because we're both about (laughs) straight talk, no fluff. Let's get shit done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So in growing your business, you've obviously had some success at this point, but could you describe what your biggest challenge would be? And, you know, I'll give you two options, either profit or time, which is your biggest challenge? You know, I would say profit only just because I'm still in the inconsistent phase. I can have a 10K month followed by two, you know, $1,000 months or $500 months. And I think that because I've still been fine tuning my branding and how to really explain performance and opportunity coaching, it's left some people uncertain. So I think that's also part of it. Yeah. And we're going to dive into that in just a moment. So let's talk about marketing, getting known, shall we say, that's what I call it. It's the G in the you know, grow equation. So what have you done to get known? I've only done a few Instagram or Facebook ads. I have been a guest on some podcasts, admittedly, and I ask for brutal honesty. So I am able to have it with myself. I do need to network more. And with my move to Chicago, that's actually a very large proponent of my upcoming marketing plan of just being in the room with as many people as I can. I am just starting to research SEO for speaking because I do want to get into speaking. But otherwise, that was a long answer to say I have done minimal. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? You are not alone. (laughs) And I come across this so often. I actually call it, you're in this unknown, I'll call it a trap, if you will, because it's hard to build a reputation when you're invisible. It is. And I think that there's a fear being, because I am self- funding my business. So there's a fear of what if I spend a chunk of money on ads and it doesn't have the ROI? Okay. I'm all about not spending money on, I'll say social media ads. And I teach all of my clients how to do it without social media ads. And I'm going to give you a resource. And for those listeners, they can go to my website, dianalidstone.com slash gift hyphen library. And there is a document there about, I think it says a hundred ways to market your business without social media. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Okay. So would you, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Okay. So if more people knew about you, do you think that your business would grow? Yes. I have pretty much a 98% close rate on sales. So every time someone reaches out, it's a good day for me. Awesome. Okay. I want to share a story about a restaurant because it's kind of going to set up what we're going to talk about. So when I moved to this area here in the Thousand Islands seven years ago, 
we were new to the area, totally new. And so I asked some of the neighbors about a restaurant. Coming from Montreal, we had good food and yeah. good restaurant. And so I said, there must be a really great restaurant that has a view of the water because we're all about the water here in the Thousand Islands. And they went, oh yeah, there is this one restaurant. It's called the Ivy and it's on the water. But you know, you have to book like two weeks in advance and it's really expensive. The purpose of that story is they have built a reputation for their business. I often say that entrepreneurs, business owners, they don't have a revenue problem. They have a reputation problem. Gotcha. So how do we build a reputation? Now, there could be many, many ways of building a reputation. And certainly in one 20 or 30 minute podcast episode, we're not going to reach them all. But I thought of one thing that we could do that might help you. And it goes to the language that you're using. Awesome. Okay. So I went to your website and it says, get out of your own way. Now, as a coach, I know what that means. However, my question to you is, does your ideal client realize that they are the obstacle in their own way? You know, and actually, I really love that you brought this up because A, when I listened to your podcast, you said one mistake that a lot of people do is they talk about me as opposed to the client on their website. And I'm going to be overhauling my website in the next like month. And I was like, okay, I have to tuck that away because I really like what that tidbit she gave. So as I have been working with more and more people, I don't necessarily think, especially my male clients, I don't necessarily think that they realize that they are in their own way. It's a floating question that they don't yet have the honesty to like hook. Like they kind of have a feeling like maybe, yeah. To share, I had a client who was facing divorce, has been having an affair for nine months. And he literally asked me, I don't know if my marriage failing is my fault. And I said, I feel like it's kind of clear, you know? (laughs) So that's a fair question. So let's go back to the story of the restaurant for a minute. That restaurant identified one problem that Mm -hmm. there was a lack of good food with a view. Gotcha. And they solved that problem. And because they solved a problem, they were very clear about what that problem is. They're booked all the time and people expect to pay high ticket when they go. What would it feel like for you to have that? kind of reputation. Powerful. This is (laughs) exactly what I talk to my clients about. Yeah. One of the things that I teach in my course, Differentiate to Grow, is something that we call the counterintuitive ecosystem. And there's five parts of it, but today I want to talk about one part of it. And it is identifying the one problem that you solve. Gotcha. Okay. So I'll give you some examples. You and I probably know Brene Brown. Yes. And all her research, everything that she does, at least when she started, was all about solving the problem of shame. Yes. And then there's somebody, David Ramsey, who's in the financial field. His one problem is he solves debt. Yes. Okay. For me, the problem I solve at the beginning of the grow equation is what I call reputation dilution. So your reputation has been diluted yes, because of some wordings that you use. And so I listened to your podcast and you said, this podcast is for any person who is stuck. And I went, I could be stuck in my car. I could be (laughs) 
stuck on the railroad. I could be stuck in my business. I could be stuck in my health. When I talk in my podcast and in what I talk about, I talk about what we could say is an identifier. So I say coaches, consultants, private practitioners, and people go either I'm a coach or I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm a consultant or I'm not. And I'm a private practitioner or I'm not. I'm not using the words any person. Gotcha. Okay. That's number one. Okay, let's talk about, and I have behind me here, and this is an exercise that I'm going to put a PDF in the show notes for the listeners. And it's just a simple two-column table called problem and results. So we're going to brainstorm a little bit here, Sarah. I don't know if we're going to come up with the exact solution today, but it's the same kind of thing that I help my clients do. So I'm ready. Let's talk about the problem and let's just kind of list the problems that you see that people have. And when I say the problem, we're going to start with like the symptoms. And I'll explain why the symptoms. We're going to use symptoms because symptoms are things that they feel, that they do, that they think, right? And those are things that people can identify with. Okay. So hit me up here. People think in a small way, a limiting way, I guess I should say. Okay. So how do they think in a limiting way? Why would that person? I don't I don't think I it's always been, it's never been, this is just kind of what it is, or a lot of, well, I should be, I need to be, and yeah, probably could go on forever, but yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. I understand what you mean. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because I get that a lot, even with business owners. Okay. All right. So they're thinking small, limiting. So it's about the words that they use. Yes. Okay. All right. What else? They feel reactive. Mostly they don't realize it's reactive because they don't know themselves well enough. That's the root. The symptom is they feel reactive. So what does that look like? self-sabotaging. Okay, let's stop there. Okay. Would your clients say that they are self-sabotaging? No. What would they say? I don't know why sometimes I react this way, or I don't really know why I made that choice. A lot of rationalizing. Okay. So they do self-sabotaging. I'm going to go back here. Yeah. There's basically four buckets, if you will, of problems that people will pay for. Okay. Right. They want solutions. That's what business is finding a solution to a problem. So imagine there's health, mm-hmm. right? We all know that's health. There's relationships, right? They'll pay for yeah. that. They'll pay for what is it? Wealth and they'll pay for what? What else? I, mean, I was going to say money and career, but I guess those are that could come under wealth. Yeah. yeah. So, and maybe it's personal development. Would they pay for that? Yes. So my question to you is, what if you focused on just one of those buckets? See, I absolutely feel like I'm in the personal development. I think the way I see it is because I am so hyper-focused on self-awareness and creating processes to become more self-aware and then use what you learn. It filters into everything. Right. But in terms of your marketing. Yeah. So I know, for instance, that if people can differentiate themselves out there in the marketplace, Mm -hmm. that's what I help them do. That's where we start. But I know that I can also help them increase their profit levels because we work on metrics. I also know that I can help them build rockstar teams, et cetera. But what is the hook? 
that you could bring people in with? Is it that they want to move up in their career or is it that they want better relationships? Which one do you think would be the most valuable to the clients that you have had or looking forward in the future? What turns your crank? I guess in the past, the real root of it has been better relationships. But what I discuss now is a lot of just like powerful thinking, owning your power, owning your voice, owning yourself. So I feel like what I've... What you do, there is a result. Yeah. And where does that result, what happens in that result? Do they move up in their career or do they get better relationships? Which I'll be honest with all my male clients. It's like at the same time. Yeah. Which one do they want most? Probably the money. Okay. So in your marketing, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you don't solve these problems. Yes. But in your marketing, if that's what they want, if they want a career move, they've become, I'll say the bottleneck. They've become the wall that they can't break through. They've become mm-hmm. reason that they can't go higher in their career. Would that sound about right? Yeah, this is actually tough. <laughs> yeah. Like, because, well, it's just, yeah, it's tough because like my guys have been really successful, like owning their own dentist right. practice. Like, so they've already hit it, but that's where they draw their... They've hit it, but they're not happy. No. And it's usually because of what's happening at home. So like they come to me being like, I want to be the boss. I want to own being the boss. But then it always comes back to like what's happening at home. Right. But also that's why I'm having such a hard time. Cause I'm like, yeah, this is that's how I get in. So marketing is about how you get into their world. Okay. Then yes, it's definitely work, money, wealth. Okay. Okay. That's what I mean. The side effect is this. Yes. Right? And so I talk a lot about, you heard me, work less, earn more. Most people want to earn more. Yeah. But the side effect is when I teach them, they actually work less. Yes. Gotcha. Okay? So this gives you a focus as opposed to anybody. Gotcha. Okay. I gotcha. Okay? Yeah. All right. So if we go back here, so if the problem will say career. So this is an exercise that I would suggest that you continue. Gotcha. Yeah. I can see this more clearly now. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes you just have to go back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the result is not only do they become a better boss. Yes. The more decisive, more intentional, more structured which is similar to intentional, but yeah. So here you've got to use words that they would use in all your marketing. You got to get okay. your expert head. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Out of your expert head and, you know, do this. So a better boss means they're more decisive. I'm guessing they can lead their team. They can become that visionary that they've always wanted to do. And the ripple effect is these are better relationships, but they're better relationships at home or whatever. I got it. Is that helpful? Yes. Which is great because I've started going in that space, but yeah, my brain immediately starts tying to everything. And yeah. yeah. In order to build this reputation, we need three things. We need to differentiate ourselves in the marketplace. And so differentiate 
for most people means coming up with their own, what I call intellectual property. And I've helped everybody from podcasters to podcast production, to ghostwriters, to lawyers, to talent retention people create their own IP, just like I showed you my grow equation. Okay. When you have, and this would be so great for like C-suite, those decision makers, you're looking for decision makers. Yes. Okay. Call them out. They're decision makers. Yeah. When you can show them a structure. So we're going to take what's in your head, put it on paper, create a flow and they'll go, Oh shit. You know, nobody else has the grow equation. Yeah. Okay. Nobody else has. So I have a podcaster. He does podcast solutions. He has the podcast framework. Talent retention, they had strategic talent optimizer was their five-step thing that they had. Okay. So differentiating by having your unique intellectual property, not only that, it helps you close business so much easier. The second is that you've got to create marketing. And one of the things that I'm really passionate about is simple organic marketing that works with your strengths. Okay. Not somebody else's strengths, not whatever, but your strengths. And the third thing is simplifying your business. So simplifying your business, as I said, there's five parts of that that we look at. One of them is what is your one problem that you solve? All right. So that helps you build a reputation as opposed to diluting a reputation. So Diluting a reputation is kind of like having a glass of orange juice and putting some ice in it. Yes. Right? Yes. So if you've got too many offers, it's diluted. If you're not clear with your wording, it's diluted. If you're not calling out who it is you want to work for, work with, it's diluted. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. All right. So here's your action plan, because I always want to leave people with an action plan, is... You know, do this exercise here, problem and the result, and really think about what the words are and the actions that they have actually done, what the words are that they say. So you've got to take off your expert hat, put that aside and put on, you know, like that CEO hat of who that person is. So that's number one. And then continue to simplify your business by building a reputation around solving that one problem. And the third thing is I'm going to invite you to join Differentiate to Grow, which is this group program that I'm launching that takes the first part of the grow equation. So it's called, you know, G is the get known. Yes. Differentiate to grow. We are going to do that in there. So I'm awesome. In the show notes, I'm going to put the link to that program for our listeners. And yeah. Thank you so much. How has this been for you? How has... So this is super helpful. And it also affirms where I've started taking my branding. I've been talking, like I said, about more power, talking and dabbling into posting a little bit more about wealth and things like that. And so this helps me feel affirmed of like, okay, I was actually kind of walking in the dark, but finding it. But yes, absolutely. Like it kind of gives me permission as well to be like, I'm going to go pinpoint Because it always feels very weird to narrow it down because it feels like I'm letting go of everybody. That's why I call it the counterintuitive ecosystem. (laughs) So like, oh, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do this. Yes. I can share with you, you know, another client who is a lawyer who came to me 
And she was what we would call a general lawyer in a small city here in Ontario. And truthfully, she wasn't making much money. And she wanted to start this great big project. And I said, you know, I'm sorry, but you came to me. I'm going to give you my opinion. My opinion is you've got to make yourself more profitable before you take on this project. And she said, Diana, can you make me more profitable? And I went, I can't make anybody do anything. However, (laughs) together we can work towards that end. So we've actually been working through the pandemic because as you know, the pandemic caused a lot of upheaval and a lot of changes. And I'm so excited for her that she's about to declare a $500,000 profit. Differentiating, building this reputation, figuring out what is the right marketing avenue for you. Yes. That's the key. So thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, listeners, thank you so much for listening. And I hope this has been beneficial for you. I have something new in the show notes, and I hope that you can uh, take advantage of this. It's a link to something called Speak Pipe, and you can leave me a message. Whether you felt this was helpful for you, whether you agree with it, whether you disagree with it, whatever. It's an opportunity for you to give some feedback. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Grow Equation Business Podcast, where every episode is designed to help you get known, ramp up your profits, and optimize your resources to ultimately work less and earn more. If this episode was of value, I'd love if you could leave a review or a rating on your favorite listening platform. If you would like to be a guest like Sarah here on the audit interview sessions, please simply send me an email, diana at dianalinstone.com. Thank you so much. And remember, until next week, you know, I know that you can do this. Bye for now.